Hi everyone, Sandman here. I'd like to thank Andrew for sending me a donation, and I'd also like to dedicate this video for him. Anyways, next time you go up into an airplane and leave the safety of the ground behind, remember that it was two lifelong bachelors that developed the earliest technology to allow you to do so. Orville and Wilbur Wright remained permanent bachelors throughout their entire lives. If they were married, then the odds would be stacked up against them with regards to the amount of time they had to develop the early forms of aviation. How many of us believe that if the Wright brothers had wives and children, then they wouldn't basically be risking their lives every time they went up into their first flimsy airplanes? They were flying around wearing a suit and tie and didn't even have seat belts in many cases. And in 1908, they went through the world's first fatal air crash, where Orville Wright was severely injured, and his passenger, Thomas Selfridge, was killed. This is in front of a crowd of 2,000 people. How many of you think that if Orville had a wife and kid, and they basically saw what had happened, that he would be allowed to fly ever again? Thinking about the Wright brothers kind of reminds me of the old videos I watched from the 1950s and 1960s. Those videos were of astronaut wives viewing and visiting the launch pads during their husband's launch into space. And I believe that NASA and the United States government didn't simply invite women to view their husbands blasting off into space for the wife's sake. I believe they did it to keep the astronauts from chickening out because their wives were applying too much pressure on them. It was basically a way to pass some of the husband's honor and attention onto the wife so that she would basically leave him alone and not stress him out before his mission. You will notice that in early space travel, the astronauts' wives and their other family members always seem to be front and center in news footage and government broadcasts. The family element is seemingly just as important as the first step on the moon or the first spacewalk. Many of the Apollo astronauts' wives had mission radios from NASA directly installed in their homes, so that in many cases they could listen from their bedrooms and monitor every detail of their husband's mission. Astronauts were under intense pressure to accomplish their missions correctly, and the last thing they needed was the stress from their wives to distract them. But anyways, let me get back to the Wright brothers. Sure, there were other early aviators like Santos developing lighter-than-air successful aircraft, but no one had figured out how to control their flying machines once they got them into the air. But it was the Wright brothers that figured out how to control and maneuver an airplane after it takes off. Nikola Tesla says that civilization owes Rockefeller and the Standard Oil Company credit for creating the modern airplane, because they provided the light fuel that made lighter-than-air travel possible. And to a certain extent, he is right, because without the internal combustion engine, an airplane basically wouldn't fly. But I think Tesla doesn't give the Wright brothers credit for creating their lighter-than-air craft. Remember that Orville and Wilbur Wright had to build their own flying machine, as well as their own wind tunnel from scratch, to test their designs. They went through many different glider prototypes and kites before they got to the design and did it correctly. They didn't have any models to work from, and their work in the discovery and controlling flight was just as important in shaping the 20th century as many of Tesla's ideas, including the induction motor and radio. Every other early aviator that observed the behavior of birds and tried to copy their ability to fly ultimately failed. It took the Wright brothers. Two single men working tirelessly in a bike shop to come up with the aviation revolution. I also wonder about Nikola Tesla and his brother. Many people don't realize that he also had a brother called Dane Tesla. And by many accounts, Dane was considered more intelligent than Nikola. And what if Dane and Nikola came to North America together and worked out some way to economically send electricity wirelessly throughout the world? 
the story of the Tesla brothers might have been far more interesting than just having one of them live long enough to become an inventor. What I want to know is what makes these highly intelligent and inventive siblings so unique. Such is the case in terms of the Tesla brothers as well as the Wright brothers. In case you're wondering, Don A. Tesla died when he was 12, so he never got to live up to his great potential. In the case of both families, the Teslas and the Wrights, they promoted the idea that intellectual pursuits and curiosity were traits that were fostered and rewarded while they were young. Today, a curious child isn't as appreciated by their parents. The parents might think to themselves, this child asks too many questions and is basically driving me absolutely crazy. There is also a famous quote by Wilbur Wright that goes something like this, I cannot support a flying machine and a wife. And these words ring true for many of the early aviators. My favorite quote from Orville Wright is this one, No flying machine will ever fly from New York to Paris, because no known motor can run at the requisite speed for four days without stopping. And he ultimately had to eat those words when Teddy Brown, also known as Sir Arthur Witten Brown, and John Alcock basically completed the first flight across the Atlantic and became the first ones to do so in 1919. The crossing was so dangerous that Teddy Brown waited until he finished his flight to get married and then go on his honeymoon just in case he died. They were both experienced World War I pilots and bachelors, and after their transatlantic crossing, they received a knighthood from the King of England, King George V. Many people still assume that Charles Lindbergh is the first man to fly across the Atlantic, but he was just the first one to fly across as a solo act. And again, it was still a very dangerous thing that he did, and if he had fallen asleep, he could have crashed into the Atlantic Ocean, never to be heard from again. But he had a wife to worry about back at home. I think few people understand the scientific accomplishments of the Wright brothers. They figured out how aerodynamics works, and they basically tested their early kites and gliders in a basic scientific experiment kind of way, used to prove the hypothesis that lighter-than-air machines were possible and achievable. And to think that it could have taken many more decades or possibly centuries before man figured aerodynamic principles and took the skies. I also want every man out there to know that if you're going to go your own way, that if you don't have a relationship again in your life, you basically need to devote yourself to something greater than yourself, possibly the pursuit of knowledge, invention, or some other greater calling. Don't spend all of your days playing video games and waiting for the collapse of the existing economy and society. I watched an excellent video today by Venshin Migtao, and I'm adding it into the description below. He works on his yard and talks about the impending collapse of industrial society, which I tend to agree with him. And he also talks about oil depletion and peak oil. And he even shows you how to build a cost-effective underground house. So check it out and subscribe to his channel. It's well worth it. The future doesn't have to be bleak. We're probably going to need shipbuilders, train operators, and permaculture farmers in order to transition into a future with less energy. And we will need a new generation of inventors to rebuild our infrastructure as well as our civilization. There is so much work to be done, and more of this work will basically be physical work. When you compare it to the fossil fuel age that we're experiencing now, much of it will be labor-intensive. Unfortunately, as the oil age ends, we will no longer be able to fly our lighter-than-air aircraft without the fuel provided to them by the Rockefellers and Standard Oil. It's true that Sir Richard Branson flew an airplane on biodiesel a couple years ago, but we will have the choice. We either fund biofuels for aircraft and automobiles, or provide food for people. With climate change on the horizon, food will become the most important thing in our society.
and shipping it around with trucks will basically start to become extremely difficult. We will have no choice but to rebuild our rail infrastructure, warehouses, smaller ships, and reconnect our waterways. The Great Lakes once had over 100,000 ships on them. Today, there are only 100 ships. We are going to have to build them again, and maybe power them again, using wind power as well as solar. And we will need piers in each of our cities on the water. These are all really great things for men that want to do physical jobs and reinvent old ways of doing things. Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. And I also want everyone to know that it would probably be impossible for me to produce a daily dose of red pill videos each and every single day if I was in a relationship or married. The amount of energy and time I spent sustaining a relationship for most of my adult life was a great disservice to my intellect. I had to worry about my in-laws and walking on emotional eggshells with my partner so that I basically wouldn't bruise her fragile ego. Today I make few adjustments to my personal behavior and basically do and say what I want because I have found a new freedom. I also hope that I got you to think about the Wright brothers in a new way in this particular video. It was also enlightening for me to realize that the modern aviation age was started by two men that never married. Anyways, thanks again to Andrew for your donation, and thank you everyone for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.